beyond labels, titles, and roles exists the true you. And living from the inside out helps you peel past those layers to reveal who you actually are at your core. How do I know? I've been purposefully pursuing this path for several years, awakening to the knowledge that you're not the thoughts you think, you're separate from them. My name is Bridget Blythe-Briere, and I spent a long time being an imposter in my own life, including 15 years clinging to a career I thought I had to. In fact, I believe that a lot of us are hiding behind what we think we're supposed to do and who we think we're supposed to be. And that's why I created this podcast. As I really get to know the true me, I'm sharing it with you, intending for these episodes to provide you with guideposts to pursue your own path to do the same. I call it being socially responsible, taking accountability for thoughts, actions, and reactions to help yourself get out of your own way, create a deeper connection to yourself and the world around you, and to show up as who you're truly meant to be. Let's go. Guess what? We're going to do something a little bit different today. I'm going to change up the usual format of the show and bring on a guest. And this is something that I hope to do maybe once a month or so to start because I think there is great value in hearing from other people besides me who are also purposefully pursuing a path of living a more conscious existence from the inside out. And the more of us who join the conversation and get comfortable owning and talking about the effort required to wake up, share the process with others, the more impact we can have as far as raising the vibration of the collective consciousness and welcoming more people to this kind of journey, which in turn betters our world. And since each of us has a unique perspective that pulls us, pushes us, calls us to self-heal, self-improve, awaken, whatever you call it, we can use that to not only further the discussion, but to inspire each other and cheer each other on and get ideas. And I just think that's so exciting. So let me introduce you now to a fellow true self seeker who happens to be one of my dear friends. And one of the reasons we are friends is because of our shared love of learning about and improving ourselves and the way we think and the way we interact with those around us. Her name is Christy Dole. She's a wife. She's a mom. She lives with her family in Massachusetts, not too far from where I live. And in addition to having her master's in organizational management, she's also educated and certified in a number of healing modalities, including Reiki and yoga. And she recently became an ICF certified coach through the Institute for Professional Excellence in Coaching. Christy's also invested in her own coaches, masterminds, wealth embodiment, and manifestation programs. And yes, a lot of that information is made up of labels, titles, roles. And hopefully you know by now, if you've been listening to this podcast, how strongly I feel about how much more we each are beyond those things. And so this is, of course, how I also feel about Christy, that she is so much more than the stats in her bio. And our conversation is coming up right after this. Chris.
Christy Dole, welcome. You are my very first guest on the Socially Responsible Podcast, and it felt like you were the perfect person to be my first, because not only um, have I known you for the past five years as someone who absolutely embodies living from the inside out, Mm -hmm. but also because I know I can safely dust off my old journalism skills and my interviewer skills with you and feel really comfortable. So thank you. Of course. I'm so happy to be here. I was, I'm honored. The, The truth is I told you, like I have been Sorry, my dog. I have been trying to manifest, um, not trying, but I've been intentionally like, I want to get interviewed on a podcast. I want to be invited on a podcast. And and then there you were in my inbox. Yeah, I messaged you and I was like, I want to talk to other people who are going through a process of really looking inward to live outward in a better way. And you like were like top of mind. Um, to talk to. I want to know, and the listeners are going to want to know what drew you to start exploring those deeper levels of yourself. Mm, Great question. So the truth is when I was 19 years old, I was in college. I had a boyfriend that should I like, should I edit? Are we editing? Just go editing. We're just, this is raw baby. Let's do this. I had a boyfriend that I used to do a lot of drugs with and <laughs> he um is very interesting. He he I'm still like when I think of him I smile but it was like a horrible relationship but he actually had invited me to this personal growth seminar. And I wasn't I was just, personal growth I, I was 19 and I was just kind of like what is this and like what are you trying to get me into and he was just like no like I really think this will be great. And, and at that point in my life, I was again, like a sophomore in college, but when I was 16, I had moved from Massachusetts to Arizona. So I was kind of crawling out of this sadness and depression that I had been experiencing for like the last couple of years, but I didn't really know it. I didn't know I was in that, you know what I mean? Um, and so he invited me there and it was, it was called PSI, People Synergistically Involved, that you can actually go there. They still have seminars now. And it was like this three-day seminar. And it was the first time I had ever heard that you can, that what you think and what you feel doesn't have to be that way, that you actually have a choice in how you think and perceive things. And um, you like, uh, for me, I was massively, um, I think I, the, the, the thing that I was missing at that point was just connection. Like, even though I had a boyfriend and I was in college and I was doing the whole thing, I just didn't feel like I belonged anywhere because, uh, because I had moved and that was like a whole thing with my root chakra. I was like a whole thing. <laughs> and, um, I just for like, I felt so empowered that weekend. And it was my first taste of like, I can actually create my own reality. Um, and I just, that, that was my first intro to it. And, and of course I'm 19. So I went back to my normal life and did my normal things and partied and all those sorts of things. But, um, it was always sort of in the back of my head. And I just, I never felt like a victim anymore. I just realized, um, so that was my intro to personal growth. I find it so interesting the way that you remember getting started as being that light bulb moment where you're like, oh, I can see the thought and I don't have to be the thought because that is how I started to realize that I could make changes for myself too, was through therapy. When my, Mm -hmm. my therapist was like, 
catch the thought, like see it happening and catch it. And I'm like, oh, I can be separate from it. And so yeah. I think it's interesting that you had, you know, obviously different circumstances, but that that's what you recall. And same, same as you, I kind of put it on the shelf. I'm like, oh, I know this it's there, but it's like, until yeah. you start doing things to like live the process, you, yeah. the awareness is there, but that's, that's only a piece of the pie. So like, how did you take your awareness and eventually start kick it in, kicking it into action? That's a really good question. Um, all right. So I went to that thing when I was 19. I think that had a very lasting effect on me as I sort of walked through my early twenties and then definitely not going to sit here and lie to you and say, I was doing personal growth in my early twenties. Cause I wasn't, or even my mid twenties, but I remember when I moved from mass. From, okay. So, so then I, I was 25 and I was working, I owned a condo. Like I was doing the whole thing you're supposed to do. And I met Greg, I met my now husband and, um, we did long distance. And then when I moved from mass from Arizona back to Massachusetts, we drove and I had bought the book, the secret. Remember that book? Oh yeah. Yeah. And I just, here's the thing about me is anytime I hear something about any of this stuff, it's never like, Oh wow. I never knew that. It's almost like a return to home. Mm -hmm. It's almost like I I've known this in my bones. And now here's this book telling me that this thing exists. So when I, so I think the secret became really popular in like 2014, 2015. And when I moved, actually, when did it become popular? I can't remember, but I moved. It was like, I would say at least when I read it, it was more like mid late 2000, like two yes, yes. 20, 08 or something like that. I don't know. I'm mixing up my, my time. We're just old and we can't figure yeah. out our timelines. What year was it? Was it before 2000 or after? Just no. call it before COVID. That's before, just... Oh my God. Um, <laughs> it was def it was actually 2006 when I met Greg. So 2007, your timeline is right. 2007. Okay. And, and I picked up this book and I just started reading it about the law of attraction and how your thoughts create your reality. And it was like this returning to home for me of information. And for me, it was like, oh my God, I'm about to start this whole new life. I get to create what I want. So I kind of got back into personal growth um, then. But when did I actually really start applying it is your question. And unfortunately, I'm going to tell the truth and say it wasn't really <laughs> until my mid thirties, to be honest. I don't think there's anything to be ashamed of about that because so many of us, we, we have knowledge. Yeah. And we, you know, and you said something that I think so many of us will connect with, which is you said you were doing what you're supposed to do. Yeah. And that, isn't that a narrative we all carry around with us and it's different. Whatever the supposed to is, is different for everybody, but it's like, mm -hmm. oh, oh, wait a minute. No, I can, I can choose my path. Yeah. I don't have to do the supposed to way of things. And that's one of the things I love about you is I see you carving your own path mm. and, 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 and you bring other people with you. And my, I'm, I, I will include myself in that because you really inspire me and you make mm. me feel I'm like getting emotional. Like you, you make me feel like I can do things. Cause I see you do it. And I'm like, Oh, I don't, I don't have to do it this way because that's what society says, or my parents say, or I, what I think someone is going to tell me I need to do. And so yeah. how do you, how do you do that and stay true to yourself and kind of tune out the supposed to's? 
Oh man, I let go of the supposed tos 10 years ago. I, I did when I was 29. And this is, I'm going to answer your question, but this is also kind of a- answering your last question. The truth is I embody personal growth when things are not going great for me. <laughs> Isn't that like the human experience? It's like when things are going great, you're just like, oh, I'm doing everything the right way. And then when things are not going great and you're in a, you know, for me, like some people reach for religion, I reach for personal growth. I, I go real deep and in. Um, what was your last question? And because you, you see the opportunity because there's a lesson in everything. I carve my path. Yeah. 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 Well, so I, so 10 years ago when I was 29, I just had this moment where, and, and now that I can look back on it, I can see that my spirit was so disconnected from my, from me. My spirit was so disconnected from like my human body because I wasn't doing what I'm meant to do. I was, you know, I was doing what I was supposed to do and I was working in corporate America and I was, you know, had this moment. I really just think it was that moment that I just said, I really had a moment where I was like, I can't do this. How do people do this? I cannot imagine myself being this type of a human working and sitting in traffic and having a boss and having two weeks of paid vacation until I'm 65. I just it was just like this massive. And I remember I called Greg and I was like, I want to be a travel agent. <laughs> and he was like, um, which you are, which you are not, which I am not, I am not a travel agent. He reminded me that the internet exists and therefore <laughs> travel agents are kind of not a thing anymore. Um, but yeah, it's, I would say my, from 29 until honestly, this point, it's just been trial and error for me. And so I have an innate belief that we are not meant to be here and live the rat race. I just believe with my whole heart that every single human has a purpose, has a dharma, and that you will be supported if you choose to pursue that path. I, it's just a core belief that I have. I'm, I'm with you. Totally. Totally, yeah. totally, totally. Um, what is something that you're really proud of yourself for accomplishing with your personal growth mindset? Hmm. Well, I am a former recovering bitch. (laughs) Do tell. (laughs) Oh my God. When we met, I told you this. Tell the the listeners I know, but you, (laughs) um, I mean, you know, I was, I I don't want to say it like this, but I feel like I was just like every other girl where, I looked at other girls as competitors and there's not enough for everyone. And if she's doing well, that means I can't do well. And if she shines, that means I shine less. And so, you know, just, um, with, with old friendships that I've had, I was very judgmental, opinionated, um, harsh, mean, uh, you know, and the thing is my mom, I love my mom, but the way my mom is with me, just kind of like, well, you should do this and you should do that. I had no filter And so I would do that to my friends and I lost a lot of friendships that I cared about. So it was almost like I had to, I had to change because it just became, you know, like, it's kind of just like, who's the common denominator here. And at some point you're like, oh, it's me. I'm the one that needs to shift and change. Um, So I'm, I am just like that. I can see one of like my gifts is that I can really see all perspectives. And sometimes that's to a fault. Sometimes I'll see someone's perspective so much I forget about my own. 
And so that's a practice that I have to remember is like, well, I matter too. <laughs> My feelings count too, and not everybody else's, but yeah. Is there something that like, is there one thing you can point to? And if so, what is it that helped you make that shift from being a former, you know, covering bitch? <laughs> like, yeah. like, is there yeah. advice that you have for someone else who maybe um, behaves yeah. that way? Um, well, I mean, you just sort of have to have awareness. Like you, you just, if, if you have multiple friends leave your life, um, it's, there might be, it might be worth looking within. So, so my moment was, yeah, my, my very best friend growing up basically dropped me and like, I've never had my heart broken by a man before, but I have by her. And it was, I mean, it threw me, you know, it threw me into like a depression and I was like in therapy about it and I just didn't understand. And, um, so yeah, that was my moment of like, whoa, you know, there's some things that I can improve on here and become better at. And, and the thing is, is like, I did the work and I actually really like who I am now because in learning how to not be judgmental and not be opinionated and not be that friend that's like, well, you know, always like pointing and judging in that I actually learned how to love myself. And so it's, it wasn't just about like how to be a better friend to people. It was really about how to be better to myself and how to love myself. And that was like the biggest gift and my friendships now, like I love, and I think they love me back. <laughs> like, um, so it was, it had to happen and it was a good thing that it happened. And it's just, it's proof that you, you get back what you're putting out, right? So if you're putting out, you know, effort into yourself, that will translate to the people around you. It's a ripple effect yeah. and, and vice versa. Like if, if you're not being good to yourself, what's going to happen? You're going to have people in your life who aren't being good to you. And you may still have people who aren't good to you, but at least you can look within and be like, okay, I, I feel whole. Mm -hmm. And I don't need to put up with this. I don't need yeah. to put up with this or I, I I'm not going to absorb it. Yep. Or like this friendship doesn't define. I think that was the big thing for me is my friendships really defined who I was in my, in my 20, in my teens and twenties. Like if you ask my husband, when I met him, I was like, oh, my best friends I've known since I was like 10. Like that was a real, uh, was like a badge of honor for me. And so when those friendships left, I was like, who am I? And that was like, holy, I didn't even realize I was doing that. I didn't even realize that I was pouring my identity into other people. And so that's why I'm happy it happened because I'm so like, I feel really whole and really filled up with myself. And so like all my friends are just extra. It's like cherry on the. Sunday. Yes. Okay. So the, here's kind of a, a, a deep one. Ooh, you know who, me. who are you? <laughs> like not the labels, titles, roles, Christy Dole, but like, yeah. do you know who you are? And to be fair, I'm not sure I could answer this question for myself. So if, if you're like, I don't know how to answer that, I, that's fine. I just wonder if, if you know, cause I'm definitely, definitely still working that out. Yeah. So for a long time, the really brainy answer I would have given you is I am like a soul and I'm having a human experience and all of that, which is true. Yes. But I've actually been learning lately. So the truth is for the longest time, I really thought that we all were born with like a total clean slate. 
but that's actually, I'm learning now that that's actually not true. We, there's this thing called epigenetic, um, epigenetic, um, in your DNA, that's a real thing. And there's epigenetic consciousness. So we are actually born with, um, a, a consciousness that our ancestors experienced through their environment and their behavior. So now when you ask this question, there actually is a little bit of color to it. Who am I? So at my core, I am extremely enthusiastic. That is just, I am like, a, I'm like a firework. <laughs> I can vouch for that. It is true. True. <laughs> Fact. Yes. I am a firework. Um, I also in this life have a lot of learnings around relationships and mostly in its friendships. So I think in my last life, I paid my dues and I have a the, the man, the, the love thing is, is pretty solid for me, which is great. Like my parents are still married. They love me dearly. I have a great husband. My learning has really been in friendships with other women, if I'm being honest. So who am I? I'm extremely enthusiastic. I'm a bit wounded in the friendship area and that's okay because that's what I'm here to learn. Um, I'm entrepreneurial. Like that is my spirit. I'm like, and I am like a pioneer. I consider myself to be a trailblazer, like somebody who does say, you know what? I'm not going to do it the way you told me to do it. I'm going to do it my own way. So I think all of those things are really a part of my essence. And I like to have fun. Fun is like, that's like, that's the, the background is fun. Just always, I want to have fun. Like even my kids, I'm like, I try to make everything fun. And it's not because I'm trying, it's just who I am. <laughs> Yes. And you have a great ability to, to bring people along with you and encourage some of us who may be more apt to just stay on the sidelines and watch and like actually get in there and enjoy it too. So you're doing, you're doing it and you're including others and that's really beautiful. Okay. Last thing before we wrap this up is what advice would you give for another true self seeker out there? Are they at the beginning, middle? Where are they in their journey? It can be any advice for anywhere. Just some, some, a little nugget of wisdom that you you would impart. Okay, so this is for somebody who is like curious, interested, feeling called, but hasn't actually done anything yet. Maybe you're just listening. Maybe you've just been listening to this podcast. So this is the advice for that person. My best advice is to just take the first step. Don't look at your life and think, how am I going to change all of this? That's, that's um, really overwhelming and you're setting yourself up to fail. You're setting yourself up to get overwhelmed and quit. Instead, just ask yourself, what is the thing that you like? What is one thing that you can do today? I mean, this isn't groundbreaking advice, but what is the one thing that you can do today? And remember that your life will change not in 180 degrees at once. It will change one degree at a time, a one degree shift. If you do something today, that's different. If whether it's a habit, whether it's meditating or breathing or exercising, or it's your kids do something that upsets you. And instead of doing the thing you normally did, you take a minute, you pause, you breathe, and you choose a different way to be, whether it's this big thing that you do or this small little action that nobody else can tell, but you did, it matters. It matters. And it's that one degree shift. And so once you take a one degree shift, a one degree shift, a one degree shift over time, you're going to look back and be like, wow, I've changed. This is cool. 
And so that's my best advice is to not look at the entire picture and be like, how's this going to happen? But just to be like, what do I need to do today? And what's one little shift I can make today? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's cliche, but baby steps, right? One step at a time, one, one day at a time, one thing at a time, be consistent practice. And it's true. But I think it's important that we share that and talk about that and make that the reality. Because sometimes I think, especially with social media, you look and you see where someone is. Right. And you're like, oh my God, it it happened overnight for them and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Yeah. And it it never does. There's literally no overnight successes. (laughs) There's not one. Um, Yeah. So that would be my advice. Oh, Oh. I love you. Thank you so much. What, what else? Oh, well, I was just going to say, I was telling this to my clients actually yesterday is to just take is when you start to like work on yourself, the first thing you're going to notice is that you just feel good. Didn't you notice that about yourself? Like, yes, because even, even when I didn't feel good, right. As, as in, even when something was happening, that was like jarring inside, I was like, oh, I can, I can handle this. Yeah. (laughs) It's different than being different. So that's, that would be the other thing I would say to this person is like, take those one degree shifts and your whole life isn't going to change all at once, but pay attention to how you feel. Cause that's the first sign that it's coming is that you're just feeling good for no reason. Like all of a sudden you're just like, wow, I'm happy. That's weird. I'm happy because <laughs> I'm, happy I'm, I'm caring for myself enough to look deeper. Yeah. Yay. First guest. Yay me. <laughs> Thank you, Christy Dole. I really want to hear from you. So find me on Instagram at socially responsible, just like the name of the podcast. And please, in gratitude for liking what you hear, take a moment to leave a review, subscribe, and share. Socially responsible, living from the inside out.